A Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. K-pop fans rejoice. Looking for a place to hear your fave K and J-pop groups or to discover new ones? Look no further because this is K-pop. Hosted by your fave Blink and K-pop obsessive, DJ Tricky Kid. Hey there, everybody. I hope you guys had a wonderful uh, Christmas holiday. Welcome to the final episode of This is K-pop for 2023. And if you were to ask my special co-host this week, she would tell you we have saved the best for last. (laughs) We're talking about Chu. She just wrapped her first solo tour in the U.S. called Howl in the U.S.A., based upon first self-titled EP, Howl. My girl, Aisha, is not only here, but she flew to Dallas for the show, and we met in person. Aisha, welcome back to This Is K-Pop. Thank you for having me back. It was awesome meeting you in person. It was surreal. I'll take that as a compliment. We had dinner after. It was surreal. I can actually (laughs) reach out and tap her on the shoulder. She's real, everybody. (laughs) That was my whole thought process between you and Chu. It's like, normally I like see this individual through a screen. I was like, they're real. real." (laughs) (laughs) I saw you and your husband, Robert, sitting over there. And I thought, well, maybe there'd be a way I could get over there. And I walked by, and I guess Robert was just like looking yeah. around, and I waved at him. <laughs> he recognized you. He's like, "Hey, there's Roy." Walk me through this tour cycle. September, it was first announced, and then shortly after, they announced she would do her tiny con. It was like a two night concert in Seoul, and okay. it was going to be around her birthday, which is perfect because last year, since she couldn't go on tour. She used her own money to make a personal concert for her fans. Her company continued that tradition this year on her birthday and made her a little tiny concert in Seoul for the release of her album. When you talk about Chu, and you always talk about just what a good person she is. Oh, yeah. It was special. She put up her own money knowing her situation. When you heard the tickets went on sale, what the vibe was like in, <laughs> in your household? <laughs> I was at a coffee shop and I almost cried. I was like, oh my God, she's coming. I saw the announcement that day. I reached out to you, not only to tell you in case as if you hadn't heard, but I was a little concerned for your health. So excited. I was going to hear that voice in person. Since the tour started, you were following, right? Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Something unique about this tour in terms of her outfits her stylist went above and beyond from TinyCon. I think in the first show in Los Angeles, pretty much her TinyCon outfits reflected in the LA show. But from there on out, she pretty much had a new outfit. Every every time she had an outfit change, it was something new or different iteration. Uh, aside from that one with the white uh, fuzzy top, she repeated that one, I think, two shows. But for everything else, it was a, a new outfit. And I was just like, Kudos to the stylist. I think the reason why she might have repeated that white top, A, because she looked so damn good in it. <laughs> but I, I noticed that it was in the whole photo set. There was only six shows and only seven planned. The Denver show was canceled due to low ticket sales. When the tour was announced, had the record already come out? Yes. Because so I think the- there was like a month to prepare between it was announced and... The first show. Brilliant. 
strategy employing the Willy Wonka thing. It's like if you buy X amount of records, it's going to increase your chances of receiving this kind of premium fan experience, which mm -hmm. is the fan call, right? The in-person fan sign events and the video calls and different stores set those up. It'll blow your mind if you watch a fan sign. <laughs> you won't receive it well, but people that win, they sit in the audience and you're allowed to set up a camera and bring props, take pictures. Like if you want to see your artist in a cowboy hat, bring a cowboy hat, they'll put it on. You can take pictures. So it's a very unique and strange experience. So you have the artist get on there and do these different props and, but they talk to the audience. And then after so, so long, however, this photo shoot is, they'll sit at a table and I think you have roughly two minutes to come up and you can sit there and talk to the artist and whatever page you want signed, they'll sign it. Or if you want something written in there, it has to be very brief though. And like, if you have a question, like already have it written down. Cause like it's a fast process, but it's very unique. You would blow your mind. Yes. <laughs> you mind and the way you receive queendom, I was like, you would lose your mind if you saw a fan, <laughs> a fan sign event. <laughs> I don't want to make the fan sign sound like rushed, like, but it's just very orderly. And it's like, be polite, get your thing signed, move along. Right. Like, if anybody's thinking I'm making fun of him, I'm not. I just, I know Mr. Roy here, and I know how he would receive it. So it's just well, a very yeah, happy to be. So now the album goes on sale. How many <laughs> copies of How did you buy? So 12. Well, we already had two originally, so 14 in total. 14 in total. You'll have to tune into that episode where she talks about the fan call. But I've said it on that episode, and I'll say it again. Sometimes the universe gets it right. If anybody deserved that fan call, it would have been you. But I still don't quite understand, how did you win twice? Not the group, but how did you win two fan calls? Okay. You, uh, during the concert, did you watch that little video she had where she played the different vocal masters, like the bearded one and the therapist? And you yeah. remember that little video? Well, yeah. they have photo cards for those. And I wanted those photo cards and I didn't know how it worked but apparently video call has a certain set and fan call but I thought it was all the same so that's why I bought six albums because I wanted all the photo cards and then right. a couple of days later another store was selling the other set of the character she played so I bought another six albums so I could get all the photo cards but I wound up getting duplicates because like I said video call and fan call are separate how does it enter you into the contest by buying that stuff when you buy albums, you have to put down if you want the in-person or the video call. So I put the video calls because I think if you do the in-person, they won't send you your stuff. But video call, they will. And of course, why would I enter the in-person if I can't do it? And then they have Kakao Talk was a messaging service. I wound up wanting two back to back. Did she remember you for the first time? She talks to hundreds of people. So if she remembers you, God bless. I would imagine when she had that six days off in, in America, she was probably sitting in a hotel room getting through all these calls, right? No, actually, that was before the concert. She was doing video Before the calls. tour. Okay. Yeah, before the tour. And then literally after the tour, I swear to God, in Dallas, they got her on a plane. She was back in Korea the next day, and she was doing fan calls again. Golly. So I, think, Why, I, I think New Year's, she has one more to do, but yeah. <laughs> Well, I had heard during that six days time, she took on a second job as an Uber driver to pay for this tour. I wouldn't doubt it knowing her. <laughs> she's not afraid of, of, of the work. 
They put cameras inside her car in case anybody <laughs> recognized her. They could use it as content. It was not a big sale, unfortunately. If they would just spend more time doing advertising and press, this tour should have been on bus lines and just seeing her cute face and people going, What's that going by? Just get them on like one late night show or daytime show. And, and, and it wouldn't be that hard to do that either. There was a real concern Dallas show was going to be canceled. It may have been the lowest sales, but venue venue wise compared to the others, it was full. Like the fullest venues she had during the tour. When tickets went on sale, you mortgaged your house, right? You purchased in addition to your tickets. The full VIP. There's one for 129 and 179. We got the 179 one. I didn't get the seats I wanted due to price, but where we got, I was happy with at the end of the day. What did VIP include? Well, that sound check was pretty cool. What was the sound check experience like? It's like a little mini concert for you and the VIP attendees. And she talked to you and do about three songs and just engage with the audience for, I couldn't even tell you the amount of time. I was just in heaven. She's right there in this intimate setting. Where were you sitting for sound check as compared to where you were sitting during the concert? So in the concert, we were center aisle at VIP. We're off to this side, but we we're at the front row. So she was right there in the stage. Okay. So, so what determined that? Was it just first come first serve during sound check? Pretty much. Like we were there, so is, we were there early. <laughs> so is that why I, I never understood why People were there so early. The motivation that it's first come, first serve for sound check, and you want right. to be the closest. It was like 1,800 people at the actual show. Mm -hmm. So, out of those, would you guesstimate about 200 were part of the VIP experience? It had to have been. Yeah. At least went six deep, if not further. Did she play anything during sound check that she did not play during the regular concert? No. She sang three of her songs that she performed live and talk to everybody. She was just charming and she gave the guards a heart attack at one moment because where the stage was, there's like this little, I'll call it a VIP area. There's like certain seats near the stage. Right, and right. Those seats was like a little walkway and she started walking on it. She's like, can I walk out here tonight? About that time, the guards, because they were walking up and down the aisles, those two ladies, because you're not supposed to film. I just see ours book it past us and like go to Interceptor and the other one's running about that time, Chu gets to the stage and she starts laughing. She's like, oh, I'm told that's not safe. She was like, I can't do that. <laughs> and like the guards are like leaning on the wall, like breathing. And so that was funny. And they taught her the sleigh sign uh, in oh, yeah. the <laughs> Was it you that taught her to do that? No, it was the kids in the center aisle. She's like, what should I do? Wait, so she's like, we landed on something here. Yeah. There was, again, some anxiety. The show was going to be canceled. Mm -hmm. But up until the day before, it was still on. So when you and, and Robert boarded the plane, talk to me about the excitement of landing in Dallas. It was happening. It was real. <laughs> it was just in that surreal thing. I'd never been on a plane, so I was a little traumatized. Wow. <laughs> was it a prop plane? It was small. like The bus in the sky, but it was a fine and flight. It's a pretty short flight, too, because you oh, guys yeah. got boarded in Midland, Odessa. So you were here in, what, minutes? Yeah, 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 yeah. You checked into your hotel a mile away from the venue. Now it's time. You're in your seats. And the anticipation, I was excited to see Chu. I was excited to actually meet you guys in person, even though we weren't able to sit together. I downgraded my seat to be next to you guys so I could enjoy 
your reaction. Robert saw me when I was waving. I was able to find two seats on the aisle, just oh. a mere two rows behind. <laughs> I was a little earlier this time. I wonder if it was a good influence on me. <laughs> I stayed out of trouble in terms of outfits. I love that white uh, number. She's really good looking. Like <laughs> she's really attractive. But my takeaway was she started to sing. And I remember you saying during the fan call with her is that you were telling her what a great singer she was. And she seemed surprised somebody was saying that. It made a believer out of me. People like, in her own country don't even know she's a singer. She does so many commercials, magazines, variety shows. With that voice, how do you not know she can sing? When I learned of her horror story, she had brand deals and I didn't get any of that cash. It's crazy how some of the most talented people just are not business people. Blackberry, for robbing her blind. What was your favorite part of the actual main performance? Underwater, she arranged it a little bit different and pushed the limits of her high note. It echoed across the auditorium and I was like, oh my God. And then how like, right. it's a very mournful and sad song. The way she did it on stage encapsulates the song better. When I think of how, I think of the Allen Ginsberg poem. In America, you're not going to see a piece of art called how because mm -hmm. that's already been taken, already so much associated with something else. Knowing what she's been through, it grabs you. It's a summation. The other would be heart attack. She hasn't been able to sing that since debut. So it was very special. And she rearranged it. And again, at the end, she like kills that high note and did runs and ad libs. When that happened, and I was looking at you, at you and I was like, <laughs> oh God, her, her knees are buckling right now. <laughs> You're consistent about boycotts. Oh, was it okay to listen to this song now that she was performing oh, it? Yeah. Like, we listen to Luna, just like not on official channels. So as long as you're not giving the company money, listen to your heart's content. I That's and the rule. She went out yeah, of her way to the... rearrange this and she really liked the rock vibe. And she said for her next album, she hopes to do more of that. So I, I thought it was the most energetic part.
I really loved that thing that showed her journey, writing out yeah. some of the lyrics and the words that you see here. And she's just very vulnerable. I thought it was very powerful. That's what I told her on the second yeah. video call. I wrote a letter to her that she could read. And I was like, this, I go, your album's like a diary. I go, you sing the words you don't say because she puts up a very bright and bubbly personality. And she was on a TV show once and she said she's scared to show other sides of herself because she's known for that bright side. And she's scared like people would go away if they if they saw her have a bad day, basically. So this album is just very raw and vulnerable for her. And I, I just thought that was impressive. Could you imagine the pressure? Like you're not allowed to have a bad day. Yeah. Like, and that's what on. the psych on the show told her. They go, that's madness to like always wear a smile. You'd be a crazy person. The lyrics and how I wear the cloak of a smile. I, I don't want to be found out, but I desperately want to be found out. She's very intelligent. Everything is just so genuine. I believe every word. <laughs> I believe every action. And it made me a fan for life. It is those human interactive moments that connect you to the artist because you don't want someone to get up there and not engage the audience so great again we were able to finally meet in person it's such a pleasure to be sitting across you hear your laughter with these ears and not through these speakers and to see that great smile and to meet your husband who's an awesome dude you walked around <laughs> telling me where everything happened i was in heaven so thank you next year's gonna be crazy artemis to lucimbal eve Hustle, all have albums coming out. Eve, Eve should have an album out. So you're, you're going to see me a lot next year. So 2024 <laughs> is looking bright, K-poppers. <laughs> Ivy is going to be here in March. Also bring you other different things throughout the month, DJ sets and things. Where can they find you on the interwebs? It's Mallory XI, just wherever you want to go. <laughs> she will brighten your life and broaden your horizons as she has done for me in this show. As always, I am your host, DJ Tricky Kid, a.k.a. Roy Turner, from my girl Aisha out in New Mexico. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful and safe New Year's Eve. We will see you in 2024. And as my girl mentioned, we got a lot coming up. Also, cheers to my man, David. I will see him at Odd Eye Circle. And I hope to see you as well, darling. <laughs> Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here, plus exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle, at TrickyKid2. Type Tricky Kid Radio Podcast on Facebook and DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter ego DJ Tricky Kid's amazing Twitch channel at twitch.tv for retro gaming, exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single stream, so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Kid.